spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new, new, new series of Max Mike movies. We're going to be playing a kind of cinematic poker game over the next eight shows, a bit of one-upsmanship we like to call You Can't Make Me, You Can't Make Me, which we later might call Are You Still Speaking to Me? <laughs> Each week, one of us will inflict a movie on our unsuspecting co-host. Uh, well, I guess he will suspect something as I've just detailed out the whole plot. <clears throat> We'll yeah. inflict a bit of nice, fear. Nice one. Nice one, Matahari. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I spy with my little eyes something starving with dumb. Um, <laughs> we'll inflict a bit of theatrical thrombosis on the other. Two men enter the theater. One leaves before the popcorn corn gets cold. Who, by the way, who run Barter Town? <laughs> uh, I think it's uh, Master Blaster. But, that, uh, that's don't... what I thought. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. So two men enter the theater. One leaves before the popcorn gets cold. And then turn a dot. Oh no! Wait, turnabout, turnabout, turnabout. The 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 Chinese opera. Yeah, well, turnabout. It's oh it's, oh oh. oh. It, it's fair play, yes, don't you know? That, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turnabout that doesn't make any sense, right? To uh, to put it more succinctly, mm-hmm. I can't talk today. I want to I want to start the whole opening over. This is terrible. Seriously? <laughs> no, let's go. Oh, okay. Who cares? No one listens to this thing anyway. <laughs> yeah. Besides, right. let's, I should tell you with the movie we're doing today. It does not really deserve your A game. Now, now we don't want to give it away, but... Oh, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. I need to put the whole idea of this series more succinctly. See, okay. I can't even say succinctly. <laughs> oh, to put it more succinctly, pain, suffering. Ah, owie, well, owie, owie, owie. Or, or maybe it's a happy surprise. Ooh, that sounded bad. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, with loud they reports. Send the kids to the neighbors. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yep, yep. Uh, this week, I sick a bit of flotsam on Max called Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> Was this a good bet? Will the movie reduce Max to a quivering mound of Christmas pudding set aflame, awash in its own sticky, slimy sauce? That's my usual. That's my <laughs> usual state, but okay. I'm the torturous tenor, Mike Luce, and my good friend here, the Sultan of Suave, is Max Levine. Uh, I would just like to point out, I loathe you. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, so maybe we should call this Are You Still Speaking to Me? Right. Um, A little business first off. Of course, if you're already listening to us, you probably found us on either the Google or Apple podcast app of your choice. Or perhaps you know that we have a website, www.maxmikemovies.com, where you can find not only our entire back catalog of wonderful goodness, but you can comment on it and tell us how wonderfully good we are or how unwonderfully ungood we are. Or goodly wonderful we are. That too. If you'd like to email us directly to tell us how wonderfully good we are or unwonderfully ungood we are, you can use the us at maxmikemovies.com address. And lastly, find us on your favorite social media, as long as that social media happens to be Facebook or the Twitter, where you can find us both at, surprise, Max Mike Movies. But we have a show to do. And if I'm lucky, I'll pronounce everything from now on. Probably not. <laughs> the show. So Sherlock Gnomes, there's some trivia with this. It has yes. a surprise. <laughs> yes, there is. I feel the daggers. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, to be fair, you will. <laughs> to be fair, the last series was really centered more on good movies. I, I think that in general we liked everything. I think mm. the worst we got was it wasn't my favorite film ever. But yeah. this one's going to be less less like that. <laughs> much much less like that. Trivia. So this actually had a very large, big-named cast, including such names as James McAvoy, who is uh, reprising his role, Mary J. Blige, Emily Blunt, Michael Caine, Johnny Depp, and one of our favorites here at Max Mike Movies, James Hong. Mm, you forgot Maggie Smith. Oh, there's tons of other people in yeah. this. That's I, yeah, but that's just that's why I said including. Yep. The budget was $59 million because these CG things don't grow on trees. Mm. The take in the USA, potentially a disappointing $43 million. The world total was 88 So, Ooh, ouch. not that is a not hit. A su- that's not even a success. You remember, we we worked out with... The, the general wisdom is you've got to make three times the budget to be right. a success. And that, and, ain't, um, that ain't even twice. Yeah, interestingly... 
Um, I'm sure a lot of people know this, or actually maybe they don't. This is a sequel mm. from I'll 2000. I'll get to that. Well, what's a sequel from 2011's Nomeo and Juliet, a film which had a $36 million budget and a worldwide take of $193 million. This is why we keep getting these things. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. and Mrs. Listener, it's your fault. Yep. There are lots of references to Sherlock Holmes in this movie, including some of the other versions of the franchise, if you can call Holmes a franchise, uh, such as the Sherlock Gnomes character more or less modeled after Basil Rathbone. There is a fireworks display that's meant to evoke images of Reichenbach Falls and many, many more. Hey, uh, did you notice the... Did you... Did you notice the Wilhelm screen? It gets used twice here. We yes. must ban this sound. Yeah, and I, once I, again, I noticed it once. I didn't hear it twice. Once again, dear listeners, if you do not know what the Wilhelm scream sound is, I do not Wilhelm. look it up. <laughs> ah! Do not look it up because yeah. once you hear it, you cannot unhear it. Yeah, and you will hear it in every movie because they use it in every movie. Ugh, it's really annoying. Mm. Uh, Hollywood, you need to stop. We will stop you. We will tromp on you. Anyway. Uh, the dumbest bit of trivia as reported via IMDb. Excuse me, I <clears throat> must get into voice for this. <clears throat> there, is, there are no red squirrels in the parts of London as the gray squirrels <laughs> have bullied them out of existence, a fact which everyone with half a brain certainly knows. It ruined yeah. the movie for me, quite honestly. <laughs> really? Why uh, did anybody even look that up? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Okay. You've summed uh, up the entire movie. <laughs> oh, we're getting to that, too, because yeah. we're going to do things a little differently this time. Um, there's original music by Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Yes, yes, there is. <laughs> and much, much more. Uh, the, the trivia, quite honestly, was mostly really dull. Like, hey, you know, this film was in a different aspect ratio than other films. It's like, okay. <laughs> and hey, did you know that the original film was rated G and this one's PG? And hey, this is the third fully animated film from paramount but who cares let's go on to what i think the plot was because i didn't have to watch this i just made max do it i watched the trailer which for me was enough and this is what i think the plot was max will then correct me because i'm sure i'm wrong uh it looks like this sequel follows the adventures of nomeo and juliet and all their wacky gnome friends as they start their new life in a british garden somewhere in london but oh no Something happens, and the gnomes are in danger from some unseen deadly force, possibly the Plotmaster TM. It is up to Nomeo, Juliet, and their new friends, Sherlock Gnomes and Gnome Watson, to find out how to thwart the plans of the Plotmaster and keeps, keep all the gnomes safe. Oh, and uh, there, there should be lots of singing. Was I close? Yeah, kinda. What was the plot, Max? Do tell. Okay, first of all, this is in fact a sequel to... Uh... A seven-year-old movie. Seven years it took for this to come out. Well, they wanted called, to get it called, just right. Called Nomeo and Juliet, which, by the way, I have seen. Oh, that was yeah. one of my questions. Yeah. Cool. Um, Nomeo and Juliet was harmless. It was dumb. It's basic. It is what it sounds like. It's basically a very bland, G-rated ver retelling of Romeo and Juliet using garden gnomes and assorted lawn ornaments as characters. Now, why didn't they do that with Hamlet or Macbeth? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It would have worked. Real Hamlet with, with lawn gnomes, I think, would have been brilliant. But uh, yeah, so you know, the one of the gardens, their their two the whole joke is there are two feuding human neighbors, Mister I think it's Mister Montague and Miss Capulet, uh -huh. or, or it could be the other way around. It really makes absolutely no difference, and because the two and. One of them, all the gnomes have blue caps, and the other one, all the gnomes have red caps. <laughs> yes, it's like you know, one hat, one the left side of his face is black, and the right side is white, or the white and so forth. Yeah. Oh, uh, excuse me, I must quote myself. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah. But of course, uh, the two of the warring clans—they fight with lawnmowers, and it, it's just mm. nonsense. But two of them, Nomeo, the head of the son of the head of the Capulet clan, and uh, Romeo Juliet. Romeo Montague. Eh, who cares? <laughs> William Shakespeare cared. Yeah, this ain't this ain't Shakespeare. They fall in love, and through wacky hijinks and mutual uh, saving of one another, they commit suicide at the end. Then, if only. 
then, <laughs> then there wouldn't have been this sequel. No, they fall in love. They unite the two clans. The Miss Montague and Mr. Capulet or whoever uh, end up falling in love somehow. It it doesn't matter. There are a few. There are a few uh, Elton John songs. I mean, real Elton John songs, or they do parodies of them, and it's harmless. This one is less so. <laughs> what is the plot of this one, Max? Uh, Which Shakespeare play is this uh, one a riff on? <laughs> uh, well, of course, we all remember Shakespeare, you know, Shakespeare and the Secret of the Hidden Staircase. <laughs> <laughs> Shakespeare and the Secret in the Attic. Yeah, yeah. Now this Shakespeare is Shakespeare and the Tower Treasure. They even start this off with some of the gnomes like doing the whole opening the magic book thing. We're going to tell you a story, and yeah. it's you know this is clearly yeah it's a Sherlock Holmes story. It's not well, sort of in that there is a character <laughs> named Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Watson in it. Sherlock gnomes. Oh, true. And gnome Watson. No, no, he's Doctor Watson. His name oh, is really? Doctor Watson. His can, name can, is not a pun at all. Can you be made of clay and get your doctorate? Is that a thing? I think so. If you go to the right university, or if you go, you know, he might have gone to Trump University online. I don't know. Okay. Or University of Phoenix, one of those. But uh, same thing. Yeah, yeah. We never actually see him practice much medicine. However. Oh, good. And maybe there's a little, you know, rubber cement here and there, and some rubber How's, bands. But how sick can you get if you're made of clay? Uh, how does that work? You can get cracked a lot. You can get mold. I don't do you, know. Do you get old? Uh, mold, do, mold. Do you have children? It? How do you have children? They can't even take their pants off. How do yeah, they have the, children? The world, the world building here is non-existent. Again, they're, uh, in a big ripoff from Toy Story, there's a big thing where the gnomes can't let themselves be seen moving. Or what? We are never told why. Oh. We don't know if they freeze. We don't know if they die. We don't know if it's just suddenly people realize they're using sentient beings to decorate their friggin' lawns. <laughs> Do you think I, that would stop most people? Because I have this feeling. It oh wouldn't. hell no! I think people, there would be people who would buy fifty times as many. Oh boy, little people that I. Okay. <sighs> no, no, there is no explanation. There's nothing. It's just a, a, for, in the first movie. It's just for a string of bad jokes. Haha. <laughs> Yes. And ah. Uh, yeah, so what's yeah. the plot so in of this, this one? In the plot of this one, the newly united clans, in effect, move to a new joint garden in London just in time to fall into an evil plot perpetrated by the evil Moriarty. Ah. No pun, by the way. Moriarty is... Like mortar or something. Nope, like that. it's just Moriarty. Okay. And Moriarty is an animate toy mascot for Moriarty's pies. What shape does he take? He looks like sort of a pudgy baby with a tutu and okay. he looks ridiculous. He's very hard to describe. This is the other thing. Now we discover not only are gnomes and garden implements or garden decorations alive, so are dolls, so are gargoyles. As so I say... Are you saying that this movie is the stuff of nightmares? This is the stuff of... If you actually stop to think about this movie, you will never sleep again. Well, I assume that in general, if you stop to think about this movie, yeah. you would have turned around before you walked into the theater. So but that's for, why I chose it. So Moriarty is kidnapping all of the garden gnomes in London. Because? Excuse me? Uh, because? Oh, you want a reason? Um, No. Uh. There's no reason. It's because he just does. There's nothing. He doesn't hate gnomes. He wasn't, you know, stepped on by a gnome, or his parents didn't abandon him for a. There, he just is. I'm a bad guy. He even pretty much says, "I'm evil. I'm a bad guy." That's what we do. Oh, I picked a good one. Oh God, yeah, it's very. It tries to be very meta. You know, it tries to be like, "Oh, I'm aware that I'm a supervillain." I don't know how super he is. Not in a tutu. And the and. So the, all of the gnomes in the garden, except for Gnomeo and Juliet, who are all fighting because uh, they're going to be the new leaders. And, you know, uh, Ma Gnome Maggie Smith and Gnome Michael Caine are going to step down and make them the new leaders. Oh, God, I hope they were drunk. <laughs> I, I don't think they were drunk enough. I hope someone <laughs> backed a wagon load of money up to their Excuse houses. Excuse me, I, I need to make one little correction. It is Oscar-winning Maggie Smith <laughs> and Oscar-winning Michael Caine. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oscar winning Sir Michael Caine and Oscar winning Dame Dame, Maggie Smith. (laughs) Please stop. And the only one who can help them find their friends and family are the self-appointed protectors of all garden gnomes, Sherlock Gnomes, and his sidekick, Dr. Watkins. I mean Watson. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's the plot. The Lowdown. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, without wanting to give away too much, are they successful? Blink, blink. <laughs> no, all the gnomes die. Are you saying there's no sequel coming? <laughs> all the gnomes die. The children of the world are miserable. Uh, villainy triumph. Of course they, they succeed. Come on. It's a friggin' children's movie. Um, was there, uh, was there any post credit scenes? You did stay, uh, didn't you? I, I did stay. No, there's a little, like, dopey animations here and there, but there's nothing really in the post-credits. Was there, in fact, lots of singing? Uh, that was the other odd thing. Well, there's a little bit of background music here and there, mostly Elton John songs or variants thereof. There was, like, one or two, I guess, original ones. Ooh. There isn't a lot of singing, except suddenly, in the middle of the movie, and uh, there is an entire... Mary J. Blige song. Well, Which, you're not going to hire her to voice somebody and not have her sing. Yeah, she actually voices a character, Irene, who is very clearly Irene Adler. <laughs> who, yeah. Sorry. It reminds me of a very tasteless joke that I can't tell. Oh, that that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. She later. is, by the way, the curator of the Doll Museum. Ah. Yes, and apparently the dolls are sentient and... There's a creepy teddy bear butler. <laughs> so I'm waiting for the movie where the food is sentient, both going in and coming out. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm sure Hello, that's, Hollywood. I'm, here's your chance. I'm sure that's in the works. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and they did an emoji film and there was a talking poo. So, you know, yeah, there you yeah, go. Voiced, voiced by Sir Patrick Stewart. Ah, uh, yeah. Who <laughs> yeah. well, I think, if I remember correctly, I saw his name in the credits for the original film of Nomeo and Juliet. Yeah, he's the narrator. Ah, uh, well, well, he kind of ducked that one out because any, you yeah. know, that could have been anyone. But yeah. So yeah. Uh, my my uh, my guess, I, I I mean, I had the wrong name. I had Plotmaster TM instead of Moriarty, which yeah. I quite honestly should have seen coming. But uh, it sounds like I pretty much um, pretty much had that down. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now we're gonna. Oh, do you have anything else on the plot? Yeah, basically, Sherlock has to travel through London as Moriarty's thing is leaving clues that point to other clues that eventually give away his plot. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, because Moriarty is an idiot. Ah, so not an evil genius. Yeah. Of course. Well, he's supposed kidding. to be an evil genius, but he's an idiot. <laughs> Because this plot is idiotic. This script is idiotic. Everyone in this movie is an idiot. (laughs) You're skipping to the end. People like the mystery. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I was doing such a good job of concealing my feelings for this this cinematic turd. (laughs) Right, so um, we're going to do things a little differently than we usually do. Usually Max and I sit here and now we discuss our various points of the film, but in this case, I didn't have to see it. So I have, uh, I came up with a bunch of questions that I thought might bring out some of Max's And I got stuff I want to talk about, but go ahead, what are some of the questions? I, my, my first question you actually answered was that you saw the original movie. I my did. original question along with this was, what did you think of it? Which I think I already know. Yeah. So I'll add on to that question. Why did you see the original movie? It was on TV. I was bored and I was curious. And come on, Ewan McGregor, Emily Blunt, these are really cool voice. These are really cool actors. The thing is, this movie is an absolute blueprint for, hi, Hollywood, you shouldn't just get celebrities and stage and a... Uh, film actors to do voice work you need some real voice actors in there and there these are people that you're starting to get to know the names of like it Mm. used to be that you never knew um even going way back to the flintstone or the warner brothers cartoons mel blank the name anybody knows if they know any 
kind of voice acting, uh, had it in his contract that he was the only one who ever got credited. So people didn't really necessarily know voices like June Foray and yeah. um, stuff like that. But even today, the voices of the people who did Animaniacs back in the 90s, uh, people who were, do who were still doing things like uh, Rob Paulson, who did um, Wacko, no, Yakko, did Yakko. Uh, also did things like Dr. Stratch and Stratch, Scratch and Sniff. I'm going to go back to succinctly. Uh, uh, he also did one of the original animated Turtles and then did a different animated Turtle thing. later on. See, most people did not, and most people still don't know the great voice actors. They know Mel Blanc, no. maybe they know Badoz Butler. They don't know, and it used to be that was the way it was. In animated movies, you didn't really have famous people. No. All up until well, that one Disney movie... Although you can and which one? Well, you can actually argue this because technically Fern Gully came out earlier. No, with Robin Williams. Yes, and it was the he was also the reason for the other one. He was in, it was him in Aladdin. Aladdin was the first Disney movie to have a major star, a, a well-known non-voice talent right. in a major role, and it, that has that changed that changed it pretty much forever, as far as or up to now. Maybe it'll change back, but. And I want to say that the big names, at least for me, have never been something that caused me to go see yeah. an animated film. Not once. It's like, oh, I can't wait to see what John Travolta does when he's animated. In fact, that's one of the reasons I didn't go see Bolt. Oh, Bolt um, is a lot of fun. It is. And I saw it, I actually did go to see it and was very pleasantly surprised because I really liked that film. Mm -hmm. But um, And I feel bad for the voice actors because that's their thing. These are people that generally don't do stuff in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. Phil Lamar is one of the few people who has done stuff in front of the camera. Uh -huh. And Phil Lamar does stuff that just makes you go, wait, that's him? He's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but the, you, there's actually been a couple of documentaries, and we've learned some names, or at least the people who are interested. And they do some amazing work, and they make a character. Most of the people who are doing these voices, the the, the film actors, they're just doing themselves. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so you, and, th and uh, this is sort of the uh, the extreme of that. It's like let's just shove, because there are, I don't think there are any professional voice actors in this movie, and it shows. Yeah, and the th yeah. the sad thing. First of all, we haven't even mentioned Sherlock Gnomes is voiced by Johnny Depp. Yeah, who actually does a pretty good job, and Watson is voiced by one of my favorite, uh, heart, you know, lesser known actors, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, I didn't put him in my little list because I couldn't pronounce his name. He is awesome. He has yeah. range. He can, he can sing. The son of a bitch has a beautiful voice. Huh. Yeah, if you ever see... Uh, he's the reason to see the movie Kinky Boots. Oh, okay. It, yeah, I didn't see Yeah, that. there's... Honestly, the rest, it's like you could map out the plot after the first two minutes. I think I'm supposed to see it. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's required. It probably is. I mean, hell, they made it... Yeah, they made a musical out of it and everything. But Chiwetel Ejiofor is incredible in that, and he is just adorable as a drag queen. <laughs> and I remember think, seeing him because the first thing I knew him from was uh, Serenity, the uh, the Firefly movie, where he plays this ice cold badass assassin, and now suddenly he's this very flamboyant, very fun drag queen. Huh, sort of like John Leguizamo going from Spawn to to Wong Fu. Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah, except. Uh, uh, Spawns was terrible, and neither of these movies were terrible. Yeah. Um, but right. uh, yeah, so he's in it, and he do, he does his best. He's he does a nice job. He has nothing nothing to work with. Uh, oh, I should also point out, I am a, I'm going to spoil the hell out of this movie. I am. <laughs> I am absolutely. Wait, can you? <laughs> yes, there are there is there are a couple of plot twists, attempts at plot twists, and I'm going to do it because I don't care, and I don't want people to see this movie. You should not see this movie. <laughs> Wow, I hope I didn't put my too many chips in early. Go ahead. No, no, no. That, uh, I'll, uh, we'll oh, good, you mean too. I can find worse? Great, I can't wait. Oh, yeah, you absolutely could. No, you could. Uh, the main... Well, I don't know if we want to talk problems yet, but... Uh, no. Yeah, I did say, I saw the original... Oh, I forgot now what the hell was your question. Had I uh, seen the original and how or why? Or... I said why, and you said you were bored. Yeah, I was bored and it was on and I wanted to see. And that... But I heard, first of all, it was harmless and it was cute and i had no and then i heard of they were doing a sequel with an even worse pun for a name right. and i was like no i no 
just no. And I thought I could have lived my life very happily with never seeing this movie until somebody <laughs> decided, no, Max, there's too, there, you might be getting too much joy in your life. I need to do something about that. So I need to slip in one of my questions here because yeah. uh, it's very uh, appropriate. So my next question was going to be, when I announced my choice for this week's movie, what were your thoughts expressed in 25 juicy adjectives or less? Uh, I was wondering where I would dispose of your body. And uh, <laughs> no, uh, honestly, I was thinking it could have been worse. Ah, and well. I, I stand by that. I know there are worse movies than this. Look, there are. this movie is colorful. It moves along well. It uses all the colors. It uses all the colors in the oh, palette. Was it in fact in focus? It was in focus the entire time. The animate the animation isn't bad. I mean, it's not very interesting, but it's not bad. Um, I, and, I, I, and and it moves along. It doesn't drag. All right. So, how late did you actually leave sitting down and watching this movie? Was it I watched fact, it right I, before the show? No, I watched it last night. I was going to watch it in two pieces, but eventually it was just like, this is, my, let's just get the whole tooth pulled at once. <laughs> and um, how much do you, um, how much do you hate me now? <laughs> uh, I don't so much hate you as wish you a long and painful bout of hemorrhoids. <laughs> Um, so I'm guessing that you would say that this film does not favorably compare to other CG animated films. No. <laughs> and even, I mean, for, okay, first of all, this movie had, to give you an idea of the script, it had 12 writers. <laughs> so you know it's good. They wanted to make it extra good. Wow. <laughs> extra, and it, extra and good. it it feels like there were 30. Okay. Because it, there's no consistency. There are these bits that are just shoehorned in. They're trying to shoehorn in uh, uh, messages about taking people for granted and setting priorities in your life. And they just, they're like, whenever they do it, the story just grinds to a stop. And it's like, okay. And you can see it flashing on the screen. Message, 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 <laughs> message. What gets me is, you know who directed this? John Stevenson, the, one of the guys who did Kung Fu Panda. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, do you Ugh. think do you think this movie's success will impact other movies of its type, American cinema, and if so, how? <laughs> oh, I am really I. This movie did not succeed. I mean, no. it disappeared from the theaters. I don't believe it's doing that well on video. And hey, and anybody I, out there listening, if you saw this, please write us in and tell us your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'd like to learn some new swear words. Because if the, if this had been a success, honestly, I think this would be tremendously detrimental to, to animation. Because it would emphasize the idea that, no, you know what? You don't need a good script. You don't need jokes. You just need pop culture references, a few puns, and a <laughs> ton, excuse me, I know you'll have to bleep that. <laughs> Dang! Of famous actors. Okay. Um, d despite all of this detritus, all of this flotsam and or jetsam, was there a standout moment of this movie? Huh. Well, there's the bar is so low. <laughs> Oddly enough, there is this weird scene. The Part of the plot, like I say, is Sherlock has to follow these clues all around London. And it turns out they're taking him to places uh, where he had major failures. And one of them is uh, in this strange, pretty racist section. Uh, it's it's a shop. It's basically in what is the equivalent of Little Tokyo. This is where we run into James Hong, despite oh, the fact well, he, I was going to say is well known for not being Japanese. Yeah, considering the whole thing, the whole joke here is based on it's a shop full of. Now I didn't. I had to look this up. I had never. I had seen this, but I'd never heard what it was called. It's called the Maneki Nico. The beckoning cat toy, you know, there's those little oh, plastic sure. or plaster that the, the cat that's waving one one or two paws back and forth. Neko is yeah. Japanese for cat. Yep, maneki meaning beckoning. Also, uh, it's a Japanese lucky charms. Yep, <laughs> frosted cereal and sweet. Yes, surprises. apparently always somebody's always after them. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, for some reason, the Empress is a gigantic maneki neko. And her major domo is voiced by a salt shaker who is voiced by by James Hong, ah. a well-known Japanese 
actor. Um, ah. And visually, it's actually an interest. It, it's very pretty. Again, it's kind of racist, but the Mary J. Blige song that's not bad. It just sort that's, of shows up and then leaves. It just sho- Yeah, it's just like <laughs> what? Wait, whoa, whoa, what? What? Why? What's happening? Why is this happening now? And the plot twist. Well, first of all, we've seen this. Um, it turns out that uh, one of the villains behind all this is not just Moriarty. In fact, <gasps> in, the, in the early part, it looks like Moriarty is, is killed or destroyed. Is it the gnome in the little sling thing? No. The it's, no, they, they call him Mankini for some reason. Well, that's what that thing's called. Mm, <laughs> it wasn't funny in the first movie, he, and he's not funny in this one. We get to see his butt, though. Oh, we do get to see his butt. Yay. Uh, but it turns out the one of the villains is Watson. <gasps> what? Gasp. Yes. And the whole thing, one of those running subplots is that Sherlock treats everyone like crap, especially Watson, who he completely takes for granted and dismisses and refuses to give any credit to. We've seen this. This is the whole scrappy-do thing all over again. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen this in other Sherlock Holmes things. There, there, there have been at least a couple of movies where the joke was that Sherlock Holmes is an idiot and Watson is the brains behind the outfit. Quick, Watson, the needle. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And the odd thing is, Watson is not being evil about this. He's kidnapped the gnomes, but he, th- he thinks anyway he's put them in a nice place where they're just going to have a party for a day. Just to... And, he wants to show Sherlock that he can beat him at this game. Ah. Yeah. And then, of course, there's another, oh, no, Moriarty's alive. Like, we couldn't see that coming. And he's actually kidding. Blah, 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 blah. blah. He's going to kill everybody. Blah, 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 blah. Ah. Um, so, yeah. Re- yeah. Uh, that, that, was, that was the standout. Oh, that was, there was no standout. Those, no, there aren't any. Those were the slightly less boring parts. So um, my original phrasing of this question was, yeah. was there a moment? I'm going to change that to, what moment made you want to turn this off? <laughs> uh, pretty much from the opening onward. That good, huh? Uh, okay. Well, let's see. No, if, was there a particular point where I just went, ugh? Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Where the, the, there's a forced romance between two of the characters uh, one of which is like a frog and the other is a gnome and it just went, oh come on really you want to throw another subplot in here and one that is comes out of nowhere makes no sense no that that was where I really just went uh I don't want I'm really this is starting to hurt <laughs> did you in fact at any point mm-hmm. smirk chuckle or actually laugh Oh, yes. I know I laughed out loud at one point. There was some stupid-ass pun that uh, <laughs> Sherlock made or they made about... Uh, yeah, but I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember what it was. Ah, so I, you have, I did kind of chuckle. You you had a, you have a brain with a little bit of uh, 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 self-interest going on you, there, so it you, erases parts that would cause you, it permanent you, harm. Yeah, you understand. I watched this movie... Uh, let's see, I guess... Everyone, Call it about 14 hours ago, and I've already, my brain by self, in self-defense is scrubbing it out of my memory. Are you trying to tell me that the uh, brain has, in fact, erased that portion of the tape? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> why shouldn't we get in a Nixon yeah. here? Because <laughs> yeah, we're timely. Because if there's one thing that really <laughs> equates to a gnome movie, it's <laughs> Nixon. I don't know. He always looked a little bit like some kind of lawn ornament to me, you know? Because, you know, Betty said it was a mistake. She didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, that's any yeah. Look it up, okay. kids. All right. Um, if you like, <laughs> I don't know if I can say this question. If you liked this movie in any way, oh, would Lord. it possibly influence how you look at trailers of similar fare? Uh, as I didn't, no. <laughs> ah, well, I, I can good. tell you. No, I can tell you how I would react if I find out they're making another no movie, and that would be blood curdling screams. Ah, okay. So not interested. Huh? No. <laughs> Please, I hope they learn from the fact that this thing did not do well and will stop. Yeah, well, it's Paramount, uh, who is not known for their major amounts of animated films, so... Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we shall see. Um, if you could change just one thing about this movie, what would that change be? I would not have seen it. <laughs> That's not exactly the kind of approach That's I what I would change. <laughs> okay, right. oh, oh no, that's easy. Yeah. More jokes. 
even if they were bad, there are so few actual jokes in this movie. This is supposed to be a comedy, and it's not funny. It's dull. That's the worst, that's the really the worst offense. Mm-hmm. It's not, there is no effort in this movie. There is no effort in the script. I, 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 okay, the animators, I, it's not fair. Yes, there's effort in the animation. Some of the animation is quite impressive for what it is, which is animated lawn gnomes. <laughs> Come on. But the script, how do 12 people produce nothing? (laughs) And that's what they've done. It's not funny. It ain't easy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, So ignoring the money it made, and we know it wasn't successful, but it didn't. People paid to see Yeah, people actually paid money for it. Um, Yeah. Do you think this movie made anybody happy and if so who uh, i suppose you... small children because yeah. like i say it's bright colors and people running around and you know toy people people apparently dying which kids love and <laughs> yeah there's a sequence where they actually believe watson has fallen from a building and shattered oh that must be the the with the fireworks no it's before oh. that Oh, because if I, I was like, oh, they're referencing Reichenbach Falls. No, oh boy, later. kids love that. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, yes, Holmes and Moriarty fall off a bridge with with fireworks behind them, sort of giving you the idea of Reichenbach Falls. And it's like, oh, look at that, the final problem. I get it. <laughs> and what happens? Watson uses his grappling hook cane to save Holmes, which makes and no Mor- sense if he's the villain. No, he's he. I'll get back to that. It's a little more complicated than that. And this is something else I'm sure the children loved was complicated adult relationships. <laughs> oh, yeah, they love that. But uh, Moriarty falls in the water, and you think he's sunk because he ha- he's actually got a crack in his skull, so maybe the water comes in. And no, he bobs back up, yells up, you know, oh, you haven't seen the last of me, completely undercutting it. So basically there's nothing, no tension, uh, no suspense, nothing. And there's no sense of menace or worry. So, but, you know, the, hmm? Oh, sorry. It's for those who don't know, and I have had a, a couple of people talk about our um, <clears throat> our deep digs and yeah. they have no idea what we're talking about. But for those who don't know, Reichenbach Falls, uh, the, the what was going to be the last Sherlock Holmes story because uh, Arthur Conan Doyle was tired of writing them, was a scene where Holmes actually dies or is supposed to have died yeah. uh, in a fight with uh, Moriarty at a place called Reichenbach Falls. They both fall into the falls and are presumed dead. The end. I don't have to write any more of these crappy stories. The outpouring of reaction oh, from Lord. the fans was so big that a few years later, he finally went, fine, fine, there, but he's back, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, look, he, um, uh, yeah, he grabbed a branch or something. I don't know. Yeah. Wizard! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Did he pull it three times? Yeah, he, he did, and, and uh, was enjoying lashing some ginger beer. Wizard. Right. That, by the way, is a deep cut toward uh, the books The Famous Five, another English series. Right. Um, the next question you've already answered was, uh, will you remember this movie much past seeing it? The answer is no. What movie? <laughs> so here's a question I had because, of course, you know, we're talking about lawn gnomes. We're talking mm-hmm. about Sherlock Holmes. And yet it seemed, at least as far as I could tell, to be taking place in the current day. It Do does. You- did this movie feel contemporary? Did it feel stuck in some sort of time? Or does it, in fact, not reflect any particular time at all? No, it does, because there are, peop- there are jokes about the internet and using laptops oh. and cell phones and even... Oh, yes, there's a drone sequence. Ah. Yes, where, like, f- that was, I remember watching it and going, this, the, one of the jokes or the, the sort of exciting parts is these four gnomes have climbed on a drone and are flying it around. I'm going... A drone can carry, like, I don't know, most of them, except military grade, can carry about six, eight ounces. A gnome weighs a lot more than that. It's made out of pottery, for God's sake. Well, they've been dieting. Uh. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, by the by the way, the whole thing with uh, Watson being the villain, he's not so much the villain, and he as he's very apologetic about having kidnapped the gnomes and explaining that, you know, he wasn't trying to hurt them, he was... Just, in effect, using them to prove a point, which is also, if you think about it, pretty unpleasant because it's completely, <laughs> well, I can't say dehumanizes, but denomifies them and uh, you know takes all their agency just says, you guys are just tools that I'm using. And once he's done, once he has said, 
to Holmes, look, I and actually Holmes says, you know, you beat me. He said, that's all I wanted to hear. Now we go our separate ways. That's it. He wasn't like, now you all die. It's like, no, now I go release the gnomes and you and I never see each other again. And it turns out, though, of course, Moriarty has stolen the gnomes and glued them in a gigantic letter M because he puts that everywhere. M for Moriarty. It wasn't Although, for money. <laughs> now, I have to say that one thing that kind of struck me, it, it was a weird cognitive dissonance, is they are, they're all sitting on this, in these uh, uh, what you, what, amphitheater seats, and they form out a giant M, and the font, I swear to you, is the same as it is for the M in the University of Minnesota logo. <laughs> I'm sure that was on purpose. I, I don't see how. This is a very, also, this is a very English movie. A lot of the people in it, yeah, uh, are people. Most people have never. We we Americans don't know, but the English love like Moriarty. I was listening to him, and I thought, you know, that guy sounds an awful lot like Ricky Gervais. In that, you know, when every time every he spoke, I wanted to hit him in the face with a shovel. <laughs> but he was played by this guy named Jamie Dimitriou, who I have never heard of. Wow. Well, but he's apparently a big deal comic comedian and comic actor in England. They love him. You know, I bet it was supposed to look like the M of the University of Minnesota. Because you know why? Because you know who went to the University of Minnesota? Peter Graves? Peter Graves. Yes. I'm Peter Graves. <laughs> I want to go to school at the University of Minnesota. <laughs> I'm Peter Graves. <laughs> yes, and Peter Graves and his connection to lawn gnomes is well known. <laughs> Here on Biography. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a very important, very serious question. Because, um, uh, you know, I only saw the trailer, so I didn't, I, I didn't get... To see the entire film. <laughs> yeah. um, how white is it? Oh wow! Is it what is it white? I mean, some I, apart from the voices of Mary K, Mary J. Blige and Chiwetel Ejiofor, I mean, all the gnomes are white. Every single one, I'm pretty sure. Are they uh, really, 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 really white? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, there's also a, cer- a a ceramic fawn who is voiced. By of all people, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> and when I say voiced, I mean that in the broadest sense of the word. Because, uh, Sharon. Burp. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I you know, read, when I, I think re- kids' movies, I think Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, I mean Irene Adler. She's very clearly uh, supposed to be a person of color. Despite the you know weird the wild colored hair and the okay. eyes are a little strange, yeah. But uh, you know she's she's got brown skin and she's voiced by Mary J. Blige. Right. She's actually one of the only you would say of the bright spots. She's a kind of interesting character. Just, she's on screen for about a minute and a half, just not and, enough to buoy the rest of the film. No, no, she cannot carry the rest of the film. Mm, pity. Mm. Um, oh, otherwise, white beyond belief. Yeah, that's a, I kind of felt that was going to be the case. Mm. And of course, I'm sure there are people out there arguing, traditionally, lawn gnomes are what? Who cares? Yeah, It's, yeah, it's a movie care. about living lawn gnomes. If you can believe that, there's no reason <laughs> not to have gnomes of color. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I think I just created something. Gnomes. Gnomes of color. <laughs> I, I don't know. That sounds vaguely yeah, like some sort of adventuring thing. Behold, the gnomes of color. Ho! <laughs> Um, I have a personal question, which is only vaguely related to the film, and I hope you don't mind me asking this, especially on the air, as we more or less are. Have you yourself ever owned a gnome? You bastard. (laughs) You already know the answer to that. Why, yes, yes, I do. Uh, Yes, I own a lawn gnome. Actually, I own several. I was given the first one as a gift, and it was a standard lawn gnome, and then I got a couple of those Borg lawn gnomes from uh, (laughs) ThinkGeek, which I thought were great. Now, having seen this film, and actually you've seen both of them, can you look at them the same way as you did before? No, they look dirty to me now. (laughs) So you're saying this film has ruined... It has... It it ruined gnomes for me as... I mean, I can't really say... I never planned to get any more. I don't want to turn... You know, I don't want to turn the backyard into something with, like, the ornamental fountain and the gnome fishing in it and... Do you ever plan to get gnomes or do they just happen? I... I think they just happen. I've never heard of anyone who is sitting around going, Ah, you know, love, you know what the garden could use? A little ceramic statue of some little git with a red hat. 
<laughs> I think they're Scandinavian. I can't remember where they're actually from. Oh, really? They I seem think so. There's something about them that seems so English. Well, there's I mean, there's two films I know of where gnomes play at least a a fairly noticeable part. Uh, uh-huh. The first one that I remember is a film called Amelie, and I think we can blame Amelie oh, for the, yes. the travel gnome, the one who's in orbit, roaming gnome, because because she did that. She actually yeah. sent the gnome. It was for, I think to get I think it was for her father. It's yeah. she was trying to get her father to get out of the house. And she and if you haven't seen Amelie, by the way, it's a French film. It actually did quite well over here, considering it was a French film. It's a really charming. It's film. so adorable. It oh really my is. God. But she sends the gnome out into the and, world and, and has it, people take pictures of it and send them back. Yeah, and that's where the whole roaming gnome came well, from. You also remember there was that book back in the what the eighties, the right gnomes. The well, there was a show too. There was gnomes, and it had was voiced yes. by um, Tom Mr. Bosley. How- Tom Bosley as Howard Cunningham. Yeah. Um, David Tom Bosley gnome. as Bosley. <laughs> in Bosley, <laughs> yeah. um, but there was also and he had a lesser part in this film. But there was a a gnome that was sort of part of the plot of um, the Full Monty, if you'll remember that. that oh, was. yeah. Well, yes, but that wasn't... That was an actual gnome. It wasn't... Right. Uh, yeah. And I, re- I remember, actually, there was a really funny parody. I don't know who did it. It was only a one-shot. It was a short of a half net half episode. It was like five or ten minutes. And it was a parody of the Disney show Gargoyles. Uh-huh. And it was Lawn Gnomes. And it was the same idea. They came. They were stoned during the day and came to life at night. Only, like, the lawn gnomes' big thing is, lawn gnomes, quickly, beg for mercy! Oh, please don't hurt us, please don't... You know, they're all cowards, and it was pretty funny. Huh. Didn't didn't see it. I actually never watched uh, Gargoyles, and that was yeah. a, it was very popular. I never watched it. You'd be amazed at the Rule 34 on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. And I again, I've never seen the show, so I don't even know the characters' Actually, names, no, but... I could see that. There were a couple of the women in that show were pretty hot, and... A couple of the male gargoyles were extremely detailed in their musculature. Yeah, so there was, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The last question that I have written out, because uh, yeah. I know I've asked you a lot about this film, a lot of various facts and figures and stuff. Yes, uh, I just, 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 <laughs> just to round it out yeah. all out, to, to bring it all in, at least on my side, uh, and I will give you a chance to add your final notes, is what is the capital of Nebraska? <laughs> uh, Lincoln. That, that's not how you're supposed to answer the question. Oh. Oh, what is the capital of Nebraska? And the capital of Nebraska is Lincoln. Thank you very much. You're right. welcome. So that is uh, that is my side of seeing this film. Before we get to the final wrap up, were there any other notes that you took? Uh, let's see. Punch Mike in the face. <laughs> I'm glad Mike I live hundreds of miles away. Punch Mike in the face again. <laughs> takes take special trip to Michigan to punch Mike in the face. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, and uh, punch Mike in the face. Ah, that's it, is it? So <laughs> no. shall we? Uh, do you have any? Did you actually take any notes for this? I did. I did. We've actually gone through uh, most of them. Uh, yeah, again. Why is there this song in the middle? <laughs> uh, who's the director? No, no. I we I actually managed to work most of my notes into the answers. Into the ravings of a lunatic. Yeah, well. um, so I would like to wrap up our episode by sure. asking another question. The Roundup. That is, Max, what is yeah. your... Because, uh, you know, people will want to know through all the, the vague hints and, uh, <laughs> you know, just musings that you've had about this film. What is your uh, what is your take on, on gnome, uh, Sherlock Gnomes? Well, I think it can best be summed up as... <laughs> can you spell that? <laughs> no. no. Uh, uh, so, it's... Okay, look, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of bad movies. It's not even the worst animated movie I've seen. It's just... It's pain, It's disappointing because to me it's an example of what not to do in an animated movie. I This could have been funny, I wow. think. that More friggin' jokes. Better puns about Sherlock Holmes. There is a wealth of stuff to make fun of in the Sherlock Holmes mythology. But, of course, do kids know anything about that? So you throw in a few for the parents. Okay. Uh, the Stuff with suddenly gargoyles can come to life, really? So is Paris loaded with them? Is Are all of the English cathedrals full of sentient gargoyles? Yes. What? Uh, okay. But 
the relationship between Ho- Sherlock and Watson it doesn't work, and it's resolved way too fast. Especially the, okay, we're done, bye. Yeah, and then at the end it's like, no, let's try it again, but this time we're going to be Watson and Sherlock. Uh, I, I remember thinking, by the way, do they mention Watson actually has a first name? No? Okay, that's fine. It's John, it's, it? Yes, it's John Watson. It's in the book. It's in every of every version. Every single version of Sherlock Holmes, we know that his name is John. So are you trying to tell me that of all the various adaptations of the amazing adventures of Sherlock Holmes as written by Arthur Conan Doyle, this is not among your favorites? It is not. <laughs> it's probably up there with that one that they just did with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Oh, did you see that? No. Oh, really? <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> Note to self, Max has not seen mm-hmm. John C. Riley Sherlock Holmes. <clears throat> okay. Uh, oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. So, not recommended. So, um, the message you have is to avoid Don't. this film at all costs. Avoid this movie, even if it means walking barefoot over broken glass. That good. Okay, well, so... Okay, again, no, that's not fair. It's Look, you have a small child, you want to stick him in front of the screen, let him watch bright colors. Go ahead. It won't. This won't hurt them, I don't think. Although, again, there are. This is PG rated. There's some implied. Yeah, why? There, there, hmm? why? There's some implied violence. Oh. I mean, like I say, there's a point where it seems that Watson has fallen off a building and shattered. That's actually, if you gave even a minor crap about the character, that could be upsetting. Okay. Yeah, and, and also apparently. Apparently, Sherlock was engaged at one point to Irene Adler, which brings up all kinds of questions. She's a gnome. She's a doll. How does it work? Uh, anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, again, don't think because, yeah. It's yeah like, well, at least Toy Story sort of dealt with it because they were like, hey, there's all sorts of, you know, inter... Um, brand marriage. <laughs> yeah. You know, although, you know, you're, we're expecting that... Uh, uh, I can't remember the cowboy's name. Woody. Hank. No, Woody. Woody Hank. would get to... I don't know. <laughs> we, we expect that Woody and um, what's-her-name would get together because they're from the same set, but no, he goes for Bo Peep because yeah, yeah. I guess I guess she lights up his life. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yes, right. So, um, any other final thoughts on on gnomes, nope. uh, Sherlock Gnomes? No, nope. no. So uh, I've played my first hand in this little uh, cinematic poker game that we're doing, and I apparently uh, I, I, I put a pretty big chip out there, one that was bigger than I thought, because I honestly mm. didn't think it would be that bad. Yep. Uh, so your bet is next, Max. Next week, um, <laughs> what are you betting in, in, against Sherlock Gnomes? Oh, I, I, I'm going to be much nicer. I'm, yours is going to be live action. And, oh, uh, well. This is a very well-known film, and it's known for its effect on uh, cinema, and it's done by a pretty well-known director. So I see your Sherlock Gnomes, and I raise you Showgirls. 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 Is yes. it a is it a musical? I actually know nothing about it. I literally you don't, know. Oh. <laughs> I know nothing about it. Well, I won't spoil the surprise. <laughs> I, uh, I I think I'm quaking. Uh, oh, oh, wait, let me get my boots. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week, when I'm forced to watch Showgirls, whatever the heck that is, this oh. is Mike saying, I told you so, and this is Max. I'm going to scrub the remains of Sherlock Gnomes out of my brain. Hoping that you have a much better time at the movies than In- we are. Indeed. Bye. <laughs> Bye. This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench.